Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is, is Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. Hi, old friend. <laughs> um, bro, <clears throat> did you enjoy our toxic masculinity episode? <laughs> it was everything I thought it was going to be. How trash can juice be? Very trash. It's funny, though. <laughs> I still want to know what he did to the girl that slashed his tires. <laughs> And why? Because it sounded like he knew that he had did her wrong. Yep. <laughs> he said he didn't even call her. He just Right. You didn't have to hit nobody up. Like, you already knew some shit was coming your way. And it did. And you just. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know. You just like, it happens. I'm just a fuck boy. <laughs> the way he said sweet pea is the funniest part. Like, look, sweet pea. <laughs> Yes. Good bitch repellent. <laughs> if you haven't listened, our last episode is with it's just me and Thomas, and that nigga is fucking crazy. And he said he didn't know how he got that way. <clears throat> but and then explained how he got that way. Man. But then how do you just be okay with being that way? I don't know. Especially if you're claiming that you want, quote unquote, elite bitches. (laughs) You're not going to get nothing acting like that. Man, that dude is a complicated man. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he is like. All of y'all are complicated. Yeah, we are. We're very complicated. Well, we have a lot of issues. But I don't know. I think. It appeared at times that he was trying to uh, grow out of that part, or at least acknowledging. Yeah. I mean, that's the first step to it. <laughs> but key number one is he got to quit telling people that you're a fuckboy if that is indeed bad bitch. I mean, a uh, good bitch repellent. That's if you truly feel like you're ready for a good bitch, though. That nigga is funny. Yeah, it was very interesting. Um, I'm mad that nigga said that I could be the narrator of an exotic <laughs> book. I was like, what? <laughs> a zoo book? <laughs> At first I was like, he means erotic. He has to mean erotic. Because I don't know what an exotic book is. That's what I thought too, but that's what that nigga said. <laughs> he definitely been erotic yep but that shit is funny as fuck that, <clears throat> like I was like should I leave this in but like nah you gotta have the whole perspective of how crazy this nigga is you yeah, know it was a good episode it was very um 
entertaining. <laughs> and I hope his mama listens. Bruh. That <laughs> shit is going to be wild as fuck if she does. I thought it was interesting, though, when he was talking about his dad. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of starting to reach out and try to be a little bit more of a dad. Mm-hmm. And he was just kind of like rejecting of it a little bit because he wasn't used to it. Right. It was. That is. Um, telling? Mm hmm. Yeah. But men have complicated relationships with our fathers for numerous reasons. And I mean, they're the model of how we start our manhood. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. I think you have to reconcile with it before. Luckily, I've had time before I've had kids. So I've been able to reconcile my father issues. So. Father issues. Father issues. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say daddy. Daddy. Shit. <laughs> but yeah. Oh no. Um, yeah, man. Niggas and they daddy issues. I guess we just gonna just dive on in. Get right into it. Um I feel like ever since I've dealt with this most recent nigga, I have noticed uh, that there are far more niggas with daddy issues out here. Yeah. And nobody ever, nobody brings it up the way they bring up women with daddy issues. Cause for one, there's so many angles that daddy issues is played with women. Like it's, there's the joking way, like, Oh, she's got daddy. That's issues. just her daddy issues. And you know, there's, there's, Serious ways where women are trying to figure out why it's hard for them to find decent men because they never had an example of one, yada, yada, yada. Like, but nobody ever talks about that for men and why they act the way they act in relationships and friendships and towards their mothers and daughters and otherwise. But I feel like, I feel like it needs to be more of a, a serious conversation. Yeah. Um, I think. Part of it is because, for one, men don't like to talk about our emotions and uh, do the emotional intelligence part of being a normal human. <laughs> but I also think that a lot of guys just use whatever issues they have for better or for good to channel that into their life because we are men. What do you mean? Like, uh, to channel that. Like, it's certain things based on just uh, my relationship with my dad that are I've learned the good things. And then it's things that if I have kids that I will try not to do or try to be more present in their life. Mm-hmm. But, like, as an example of how to treat, like, a woman and stuff, my dad's knocked that out of the park. Right. Like, <laughs> like he's there for her emotionally us not so much but you know he's got jokes and shit it's funny <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh it's it's weirder it's kind of hard to talk about also your your quote-unquote daddy issues if your father is present in your life people tend to look at you and be like 
well, at least you got a dad in your life. Don't uh, bad mouth him. Yeah. So that's the other part of it. Mm. But, and then the other thing is, if you don't have a father in your life, you just vow that you're not going to be that man. But because you didn't have anybody in your life, you really don't have the tools to even really like not become that person. But you have to, that's what, that's when like your own intelligence has to come into it. Yeah. Cause if you don't have, if you don't have any other guidance or any other like role models, it's really nothing stopping you from becoming the same person that you're trying not to become. Cause the only, the only example that you've had is like absence and fuck boyitude <laughs> towards your mother probably. But I don't, I mean, I'm not in that situation, but I, I feel like you can still find role models and good that's, men out there. That's another thing that comes with emotional intelligence, though, because you, like, you have to be able to understand where you're lacking and that understand department. where you're lacking and where you're going to get whatever you need from like your guidance from. So I don't know. I feel like it's just a lot of um, <laughs> like. It's a lot of men out here doing things um, that they think is the best way to do things or go about things, but they they really just don't have any kind of guidance or clue about... Just out here lost. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is a lot of guys out there who are lost and they are damaging the people around them because they are lost. But I don't know. I I don't know. It's kind of weird. I never really think about it because of my situation is a little different from the stereotypical black male <laughs> relationship with fathers mm. or the stigma of a relationship with fathers. Because there's a lot of people that don't live at home with their father, but their parents are very much in their life. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I When I was younger like in my early twenties and I was dealing with my daddy issues. It was more so of acknowledging the good man he is. And then being searching for examples of other good men that I can bring into my personality. Like a lot of my professors at A&M took me under their wing and they were, they showed that they could, that they were intelligent and they could be emotional and have that part of their life and seeing older black men do that uh, really helped me find myself. I think the whole A&M experience helped me. HBCU helped me become a more complete person because it wasn't based on what I thought was blackness. Mm -hmm. Like going to all white schools our whole life, you grow up with this weird uh, relationship with blackness. And then you see the full wealth and range of what it means to be a black man at a college campus. So it changes you. Then plus, I'm just learning about my own toxicity and acknowledging where I'm still wrong and how I'm still a fuckboy. Yeah. Did you see any, like, commonalities, though, between you and a lot of other, like, black men in your relationship with your father? in their relationship with theirs or did you know a lot of black men that didn't really have a relationship with their fathers most 
I'm trying to think. Most of the, like, in this neighborhood, most of the black kids in this neighborhood, their dads live here. That was like, they were like best friends with their dads. Mm-hmm. So it was a little different. Like, my dad was there, but he's like this quiet and observant. I realized also that I was raised by two introverts that are also fire signs. <laughs> hmm. So that plays of, and me being a natural introvert also plays into that. What about when you went to college? Did you ever hear anybody talk about their dad or lack thereof? Yeah, it was tons of, it was a, it was a lot of, when I went to college a lot more people were more amazed that I grew up with my dad and my dad is still married to my mom and they they always would remind me that I was lucky mm-hmm. like most of the people in my dorm I think most of them didn't have their dad in their life but or if they did <laughs> it was not a good situation so I've seen it on both hands. Like most of my friends at Gremlin didn't like have a dad there. And the ones that did, we did connect on having a father present and available in their life. Yeah. Like uh, two of my best friends there, uh, they both grew up with their dads. And so we kind of, we kind of had like a little click, but uh <laughs> my roommate that went to jail for trying to kill somebody. Um, he had a, a complex relationship with his father. And one time, the only time that we actually got along, he, he told me how lucky he was to have a dad. Cause he said, he just wished he, his dad was present at all. And that nigga was a fuck boy, a full on fuck boy, like beating women. And what he went to jail for, like I talked about in that one episode was he, he got a divorce and his, ex-wife moved on and he broke into her house and tried to kill her yeah so yeah i've seen (laughs) i've seen it on both ends yeah um in just thinking about like conversations that i've had with the most recent fuck boy (laughs) (laughs) um i hear him talk about his dad and how his dad was never there and then him his dad and his mom don't speak to this day his mom is remarried um he doesn't really have a real relationship with his dad like what about his stepdad i don't think he has a good relationship with his stepdad either because apparently some shit happened where uh he found out that his stepdad may have cheated a couple months ago and so that was a thing too and i'm just like man it sounds like i don't know if your mom is not choosing the right men or I don't know, but you don't have like literally any role models to help you like in anything in life. Um, but um, just watching his behavior recently, it's just like very apparent. <laughs> um, 
So I ended up going out with one of my my homeboys from work on Saturday night. Went to Furniture Factory and he was there. And I forget what happened at the night, but I get drunk and you know, I'm asking him about, you know, his sex life and shit. Just stupid, like, drunk shit that I should not be asking him about. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with us having the history that we have. But I'm just, you know, I'm playing around with him. So, um, I texted him some shit. I was just like, man, like, you a little hoe and and blah, blah, blah. But, like, on some playful shit because I'm sending, like, laughing emojis and shit. And he sent me um, this long-ass paragraph, like, I'm not a hoe. I'm a grown ass man. I have um, morals, values, and principles, and I stand that I stand firmly behind. Um, what else did he say? Oh, because he was telling me about how he didn't feel like I could handle us having sex or whatever. And I was just like, I was like, nigga, whatever. Like, <laughs> you think your dick is just so bomb. <laughs> um, think highly so, of yourself, huh, sir? So he was just like, no, like, um, I have all these values and morals that I stand firmly behind. Um, if I bless you with this dick, um, understand that we are not an item, a couple or a thing. There's no strings attached. Um, Damn, he unleashed the beast, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else did he say? Something like... Um, that's the part that he doesn't think that I can handle is um, not understanding that he said just because we sex doesn't mean much. And that's the part that he doesn't think that I can handle. And he said something else like, I don't know. He said, I don't know what you think this is or could be, but you can't change me or you can't tame me or something or save me from myself and i was like Jesus i was like whoa first of all <laughs> i was not even like for real about this shit nigga i'm drunk and playing around with your ass sure like i'm attracted to you obviously so me being drunk i'm gonna say some shit that i normally wouldn't say when i'm sober because whatever no inhibitions but nigga like it is very apparent that nothing is going to happen between us and i am not pressing that especially while i'm drunk like no sir so for you to go into this whole thing i was like oh wow that's a peek into somebody's soul that's uh in the league the vinegar strokes (laughs) (laughs) peek into somebody's soul but i was like first of all no (laughs) do i understand that we are not an item nor are we gonna be an item yes i completely understand that second of all you saying that i can't save you from yourself is you acknowledging that you need to be fucking saved like you you said it you know you out here doing fuck boy shit right (laughs) um and so why are you so comfortable with that? Like, I, that, that, I, I think that's what I'm trying to get to with like these daddy issues. Like, I think, I think the fuck boy lifestyle is so carefree 
and they think that that's the reward of being a fuck boy is just doing whatever doing whatever the fuck you want whoever the fuck you want hurting feelings whatever as long as you're getting what you need to get you're okay and you don't have to care you don't want to have to care about anybody because that's not it's not liberating enough for you like the other day he was talking about how he got some cutty and I was like oh dang like I thought you know when we used to talk you used to say how casual sex wasn't your thing and and he was just like yeah I just had to release my demons on somebody and I was like he's a sex demon I was like nigga, this who? is the nigga we were talking about it's like nigga who the fuck are you like I literally looked him dead in his face I said you are fucking crazy I was like who the fuck are you so I went off like after he sent me that little text message I went off I said first of all I told you months ago that I can't save you I told you months ago that I can give you advice but I can't save you nor can I heal you that's not what I'm trying to do if I ever say some shit to you and you feel like that's me calling you out it's because I'm noticing like a shift in your behavior or I'm noticing that your words and your actions just aren't aligning anymore like you are literally becoming a monster in front of me like that's what i'm calling you out like i'm not trying to i'm not trying to change i'm not trying to save you but you need to know how you're affecting the people around you like the the things that i hear him say about what who like this girl that he was with i guess for a couple weeks he said something about how he broke up with her i don't know the day before valentine's day or on valentine's day and how she sent him some shit about like how you know her life was so much happier without him and he just kiki in with some other nigga at work like that's just like something to kiki about and i'm just like who are you like what is it who is this hurt motherfucking person the real him yeah but that also shows that he was saying whatever to try to doing the same thing with me yeah yeah he was saying whatever was gonna work with you and how are you how are you comfortable with that though like that and i I, we've asked this question before like how are you comfortable with getting people this emotionally involved with you when you know that you're not ready to be emotionally involved with them on this level it's because that's the closest thing to processing their feelings that they can do that's the closest like they don't you're talking about somebody that doesn't have any emotional intelligence at all. So they think passion and that is what feelings are. It's so sad. Like it's so sad to watch. It is so sad to watch. And I think like hearing him talk about his dad, I'm just like, I literally want to be like, nigga, you are your dad. Yeah. You are becoming your dad. As much as you think that you're not, you are like, you're not anywhere near your kids. Uh, not only are you not near them, but you're far from them. Like them niggas is in Dallas and you're here and they are 10 and eight now. And honestly, whatever daddy issues they might have or start to have, have probably already implemented themselves. Like now they are used to the absence of a man in their lives because the mom has since had two other kids with two other niggas. So it's just like this <laughs> and I'm just like, bro. And he's he swears that he's gonna move back because, you know, he misses them and he just 
really wants to be a father and really is he thinks it's time that you know he's he's in their lives and yada yada i'm like first of all i don't don't think that you're just going to be able to go back and bounce right into their lives like smooth transition style number one you haven't actually had to be a dad for so many years like do you even know what to do with your children for more than a day or two or a couple weeks at a time right uh, you have to be number one reliable to be a dad. You are not. Um, you have to respect women to be a dad to girls. You got to. You don't respect women, and I don't think that's something that you're going to be able to just like magically learn how to do overnight. So you're gonna have to really figure your shit out if you think that you're going to be able to move back home and be a good father to your kids. He don't believe that shit. He just tell you that shit. Bruh. He's what uh, my granddaddy used to call an eight shit nigga. And my granddad would also admit that he was an eight shit nigga, but admitting his first step into redeeming yourself from fuckboyhood. Right. But yeah, he's fucked up. And he says that he talks to his dad on the phone and they talk for hours, but I'm just like, but what do y'all talk about? Like, do y'all Fucking talk bitches. about <laughs> right? Like, do y'all do y'all talk about real shit or y'all just talk about like sports and shit? Like, do you what? Man, we don't talk like Thomas. Like what Thomas was talking about, we don't talk about feelings like that. Yeah, like it's just like when me and Thomas were recording. It's some stuff you like. Whoa, just take that out because we were being real with each other. Like we're close, we're friends, we've known each other for damn near 20 years now and he felt like as comfortable as he felt it made him nervous at times yeah that's part of the unlearning Mm -hmm. but yeah a lot of men don't have like we'll we'll listen to like an old or elderly black man an old head if you will but it takes a lot for somebody to be emotionally present Mm. especially men but yeah, that is just like that's only a small snippet into <laughs> his dad issues. Like <laughs> the things that he said over the last couple of months has really made me look at him like I can't even fucking believe that you are this person. Like I can't I can't imagine he said one time there was like a young girl that was having like her sweet sixteen um, in our party room or whatever and she had on she had on like a fitted dress and heels and you know her wig was on you know how 16 year olds are now they like full glam like celebrity right hair. he was saying something like man my daughter ain't gonna be wearing that kind of stuff and yeah, i'm like she is if you ain't gonna be around to she probably's gonna wear it anyway cause... raise her right but then he said something like i think my youngest daughter is gonna uh she gonna end up being a slut because she i don't know because she lighter skinned and she i'm like oh my god i'm like what kind of man can just speak about his daughter like this that he claims to fucking care about and then two if you really feel that way fucking be a father so that she doesn't become a slut if you feel like that's the path she's going down already at eight years old. Ugh. Right. Like, Ugh. This nigga is fucked up. Like I have never like the, he is the worst one. <laughs> you bet the, the fuck nigga. The, he fuck is nigga. the worst one I have ever fucking encountered in my life. 
like this is future <laughs> and beyond like, future raised him is future what and is. present and what's crazy is his daddy got blonde dreads <laughs> he is future the his spawn daddy of future got blonde dreads but i'm just like i hope he fuck you with paradise jesus christ help this nigga before he like i literally think about his future and i can just see him being just like a bummy ass like begging ass nigga working a stupid job barely getting by still living in a shitty ass apartment with like random nasty skank bitches running in and out of there it it also shows that he was he was trying to do a new thing just to get you it didn't work it didn't work <laughs> and then it made him mad so he just reverted back to himself it didn't work and i'm um i don't even know if that's the reason why he's just not good at he's not good at committing to anything whether whether good or bad he's not he's not he can't he'll try something for a little while and then but i mean that's that's kind of i don't know based on the fuck niggas i've met in my life and i've met tons of them some of them are dear friends to me. <laughs> it seems like that's what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm so upset at myself. One fuck nigga I, uh, that I, I used to know that was white did the same thing. He would do that. But, oh, no, she's different, bro. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so upset at myself. Don't be upset. I mean, for, for being fooled. It happens. And I found this thing. Oh, my God. I got to let you hear it. I'm like, damn, is this me? Let me find it. This dude on Facebook called Mr. Let Go. <laughs> wow. Right. Which be- <laughs> normally I don't subscribe to these kind of niggas, but somebody sent this to me. <laughs> don't subscribe to these fuck boys. Also, uh, a certain person telling us their brother was a fuck boy was funny as fuck. <laughs> Wait, who said that brother was a You remember boy? when I sent the text, the screenshot? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, no. I hate these old like philosophy ass <laughs> philosophizing ass niggas. Social media philosophy niggas, but okay.
Yeah. So I was like, I wonder if that's me. Like, am I trying to fill people's gaps in? I do the same thing. And I guess I've been doing it unknowingly. But is it what like what is it? What does that come from? Because to me. To me, I always blame it on just like genuinely wanting to be there for people and being a good person and just like wanting to help people. But it's that's got to come from like. What do you should say that? I started to send you this last night. That's got to come from something. Like, I'm a mix of the vacillator and the first one. Mm -hmm. I'm a people pleaser, but I like the way I felt about being a vacillator is because I felt like I felt like I couldn't be myself with my parents. Yeah, me neither. Like, and I couldn't be real with them because like I've said my mom was always kind of spacey so she w- she was there both my parents were there but they weren't there mm-hmm. and because they're both introverts it's all of them so I would see my mom having a tough day on her face and then every now and then it would be like we were cuddling and like she's having a good day stuff so some of the same ways that i am hmm. but i'm also a pleaser because i want that attention i want that reciprocation so i go above and beyond trying to get it i don't know if i'm i don't know if i'm a pleaser in that way i will put somebody else over me every day and i will always choose that and that i think if it's somebody that i love then yeah I do that, but not in every situation. Every situation, I'm like that. I'm trying to not do that. Yeah. Before, before I move forward, so that's what I've learned about myself recently. Yeah. I did take all yesterday to process my fucking feelings, and I feel better today. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I was being dead ass when I said that shit too. <laughs> yeah, I was super emotional yesterday. I think it's just good. for well, for one, it was raining, and I was in the bed for most of the day literally like I slept in and I got up I finally went and got me some food at like 2 o'clock um went back home got back in the bed (laughs) just like I'm just gonna take a nap I'm just gonna use this day to sleep but I was just like for one like all the Kobe stuff was making me emotional and just like seeing all the like you know it was so crazy how you know he loved Vanessa and his daughters and like that was making me emotional and then I just started thinking about like me and my dad and like me and all these past weird ass crazy dudes and I was just like sad and upset and just like (laughs) everything but happy yesterday like but Obviously, it was, like, emotion that needed to come out because I told you I cried, like, three times, like, on three different occasions. Like, I was just, like, tears were just flowing, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, why? (laughs) Why am I feeling this way? But apparently, 
I just had some shit that was bottled up that I didn't release, I guess, at the right time or properly. I don't know. Yeah, I was I was a little concerned about you. Yeah. You're you're doing stuff that's out of character. Like kind of like that. Like you were off in the deep end, but uh I can I can sometimes feel when people pull away. Mm. So and then when I text you it might have been Saturday. I text you like after I got off or whatever and I was talking about like work and shit and you were just like, Just tell that nigga I was like, Oh shit <laughs> in the text. Mm. I was drunk. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it was like, damn <laughs> I mean I was, I wasn't trying to like mean it like angrily. No, but like, it was just you like just gotta tell that nigga like I know. But it was just I just read it like that's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> gonna leave her alone for a little bit <laughs> no i was just drunk i wasn't angry at all no it was it was funny but uh yeah it happens bro don't feel bad yeah just, but you do have to process it because bottling that shit up will have you crying on christmas eve wondering what the fuck's wrong with you. <laughs> on every eve <laughs> bro like i've been there now it's it's intense man like when you feel like you feel i don't know like you're falling yeah but it's also like like you play a role in it but then also not really and then you just re rehearse the ways that you played a part into it and then you're like fucking idiot but then you try to figure out why though like why you played a part in it in those ways like yeah how did you become this person how did you get to this point yeah and and it's it's childhood yes but it's more than childhood too it's it's adulthood too yeah it's you're it's all trauma is is the bottom line yeah also i feel like i'm also trying to race against time i had to realize this the other day like i've been thinking about austin i've been thinking about chance a lot and i feel like i think that's why i'm so like i need to fall for somebody (laughs) i need to start building my family because hell it's not on our side and i was thinking about that with the kobe uh, memorial yesterday and it was like hearing the way Michael Jordan talked about Kobe fucked me up because that's how I felt like like when he said a piece of him died with Kobe that's how I feel about Chance yeah and I feel like Chance is my little brother and so I just understood that and that trauma has fueled the last five years of my life along with other traumas and for a long time I, I wasn't addressing him yeah then i got a little bit of therapy after like after when things started getting bad but also i'm just i do kind of believe not like in destiny because i mean that's kind of infantile to believe but i do believe i haven't met the person for me so that's why i'm going through some of these things hmm. i'm trying to force my hand in this shit <laughs> like i know shit that wasn't supposed to work out i'm still out here just be like nah fuck it i'll prove it wrong like i can uh conquer her love 
can't conquer somebody's fucking love. <laughs> Either they love you or they don't. And yeah, I can't force anything. And I've been trying to force everything <laughs> my entire life. And I've just been wondering why. What have I been like that? Like I was replaying stuff like in elementary school of like wanting girls to like me. I've been that way my whole life. And I don't know why. I think yeah. part of it is like I, I started trying to explain it with Thomas, but then it was all over the place too. So uh seeing like my parents and just the way my dad treats my mom is almost I've always wanted to do that. Yeah, me too. And I've tried to do that with the wrong people. But in my childhood mind, I was just thinking that's what men do. Mm-hmm. But my father does that because he loves, loves my mom. It's not because she's a girl. <laughs> no, it's because it's the woman that he is married to right. and committed it's to. It's his soulmate. Right, yeah. It's the woman that he dropped everything for. Yeah, I used to do that, like, compare my relationship to my parents' relationship like an idiot. But we're, we were children. Yeah. Like, you're just, like, doing the same thing that my parents did. You're like, no. And then when you get older, you realize some of the struggles your parents had for being young and in love and being fire signs. <laughs> you Like, you realize some shit. My parents are not fire signs. My mom is a Virgo and my dad is a Libra. My mom is an Aries and my dad's a Sag. Wait, no, my dad is a Leo. No. Shit. What's September? Uh, Virgos or He's Libra? Early. He's early September. Virgo. He's a Virgo, yeah. Shit, I got two Virgo parents. That's where my perfectionism comes from. Yep. <laughs> uh... <laughs> But yeah. Wait, is my mama Virgo? She's late August. I think she might be. I think Virgo ends like September seventeenth. Virgo or a Leo? I think she might be a Leo. She's August twenty second. August twenty third is when uh, Virgo start. So she's on the cusp. She yeah. She's a Leo Virgo. Yeah. Ooh, that's a. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is. She is most definitely a lion. That's where I get it from. Though. That's intense. Shit. Um, <laughs> but uh, my parents have been together since they were seventeen, and them niggas are fifty-seven. My dad was, I think, twenty. My mom was 17 when they first got together. And then they had Maria when the next year. Yeah. I mean, so in hindsight, we did, we were about the age that our parents were when they got together. So we kind of like, yeah, I'm 17. I'm, I'm in love. All right. I got it figured out, guys. <laughs> Life is kind of figured out at 17. Yeah. And then the next 13 years of my life was like, nope. Bitch, Psych. you guessed wrong. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't know. But I'm definitely the um, vacillator, was it? Mm-hmm. I'm definitely that one for sure. I'm parts of the pleaser. 
But like I said, only because I'm not, I don't put everybody before me. I don't do that. Um, if it's somebody that I'm just like really into and really focused on, then yeah, I will go out of my way to do things for them. Um, and make sure that everything is right in that situation. Everything else can kiss my ass. Like that's how I am, which is not good. Um, it really isn't. And I'm having to retrain my brain from doing that. I want to say that that comes from not really experiencing like any, uh, requited love until such a later age in life. Cause like, Everybody else had already, like, had their crushes and, like, little flings and, like, you know, like, early beginning relationships and, like, middle school and early high school. I ain't really, I wasn't. I, man. Like, everything else has just been, like, weird encounters with niggas that I think I have common ground with that I don't. Situationships. (laughs) Yeah, that's not. And. Because I'm a pleaser, people will let me linger around because I They know they can get what they need out of you. And then when they get fed up with it, they just disappear. And then I freak out. And then I go in a tailspin. And then I feel like I'm not good enough. Yeah. Until I meet the next fuck girl. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> okay, and then what are all the qualities of the vacillator? That's the one who the vessel vacil- look it up. The five love styles. Is that yep. what that is? So mm-hmm. There's love languages and love styles. Vacillators are sensitive and easily triggered by any hint of rejection or abandonment. Each can feel easily overlooked, misunderstood, or unloved over time. The passionate connection and intense good feelings of the early relationships are disturbed by anger, hurt, and disappointment as real life sets in. A fucking read. <laughs> definitely triggered. <That's> me. <laughs> triggered by um abandonment and rejection because i mean like for me it's just all these things and being like so all these other people have found love because they are worthy of it right a reason i haven't found love is because i am not worthy of love which is ridiculous when you say it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> but inside your head, you're still like. That's how you make sense of it. Right. Like, so I'm not worthy enough. And so I do all these stupid ass things <laughs> trying to make people uh, like me. When I say I like myself, but do I really? Mm-hmm. If I would. <laughs> why would you hurt somebody? As much as I hurt myself. <laughs> if I really loved myself, would I really hurt myself the way I hurt myself? Right. Oh, boy. This shit is complex. The feels. <laughs> um, I'll just read my stuff. Like, it's 
don't know. It's better now for us to realize this shit before we uh, meet the next fuck girl or fuck boy. <laughs> Even though I ain't, man. I'm not doing it again. I can't. I just, mm-mm. I, I'm not. I can't be this stupid again. Yeah. Like, I, it's way too painful. It's not worth it. But that's also why I haven't tried to pursue, man. The last couple of years, I haven't tried to pursue anybody just off past hurts. And I don't know. I'll meet that person one day. But in the meantime, this shit is for the fucking birds. Mm-hmm. But you can't be too hard on yourself. It happens. Yeah. I'm not, I don't want to be like, I don't want to become cold and like, fuck love and fuck these niggas. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't ever want to be that kind of person, which is why it's important to do like self reflecting type things so you don't just blame everything else outside of you for everything that happens to you. Right. Um, and I just, I just don't want to be a bitter black bitch. That's just not, <laughs> that's not who I am. <laughs> it's so fucking ghetto. I really <laughs> would rather enjoy being happy and, right. you know, loving people, especially black people. So yeah. Also, um, I will say that I do think this kind of goes in line with the whole our ongoing series of fighting yourself mm-hmm. like running red lights and stuff it, it's like you're, you take a gamble you're gambling with love you're like man fuck it yeah. I might fucking win might crap out and sometimes we crap out <laughs> but it's because we're in pursuit of the thing we've been chasing our entire life. Yeah. The dream. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Like. Them red flags be real though, bro. That's why they red. Right. <laughs> like, the reason that the red light works is because it's not really a suggestion. You should probably stop. You might get away. Yeah. But you might not. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, the other problem with me is because I romanticize the beginning stages of a relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just. Nah, this is so little. Nah, this is probably a big thing. Especially when you're not in a relationship with this person and you're like, these are the things that I wouldn't want to uh, deal with. And then you're in the middle of just like, yeah, you're here. <laughs> It's fine. Never mind. It's okay. It's okay. It'll be fine. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, considering all the other heart heartbreaks of your entire life, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. A lot of bad shit. <laughs> but the worst is when you don't mean to like fall. Like you're not. You just chilling, and that shit just pops up. Mm. That's that's the worst one because you feel like I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> I let myself fall and then you're like no you're not stupid you're a fucking normal person you just always are chasing love yeah you're blinded by your pursuit right so you can't see shit until you're outside of it right you don't even realize you're falling and then you're just like god damn it (laughs) here i am (laughs) like so something happened (laughs) yeah no I, yeah I kind of I, I definitely romanticized like in the beginning stages like especially after 
I feel like some kind of like common ground is built and like things are steadily crawling in the right quote unquote direction. I'm like, ooh, like I finally get to tell my parents about a nigga. <laughs> Bro, I've like that I feel that like that is what I wanted. Like be able to just to, like bring a girl home. Like the relieving feeling of like being able to tell your parents about somebody. Like me and Thomas were talking about like how much like my brother is in love with Angie. Yeah. He hadn't he didn't bring no other girl home before that. And he did. And it was just like this nigga cheesing and shit. Right. <laughs> like I want like or the feeling when my sister introduced her husband now to my parents. I want that feeling. That validation, I yeah. guess. Like, and just like, yo, mom, like, I figured see, this niggas, shit out. I'm not weird. Yeah, Somebody like, likes me. See, like, like the catch fish theory. Be like, show them I can catch fish too. <laughs> and then just be like, I'm oh, out here too. I got trophies, nigga. <laughs> it's banners in the fucking rafter, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is like, I really, I really thought. And I did actually mention him to my parents, um, and it's my sister's fault, because back when we were, I guess, dating, um, my sister would hit me up and ask me where I was a couple nights. I'd be like, look, you know, I'm with a nigga. Like, <laughs> Calm down, bro. <laughs> and she told my parents, and then my parents had this whole, you didn't tell us you were dating. And I was like, oh, God. The pressure. I was like, I mean yes no it's not like my boyfriend well do you like him do you want him to be your boyfriend does he like you <laughs> and I was like hey, yeah <laughs> but then I end up having to go back and tell my dad uh, a couple weeks ago when he took me to lunch I had to tell him like um because he was just talking about like you know you can talk to us about stuff and you know just Regular, regular parent shit that they say to you after y'all haven't really talked in a while. Like, you know, you can stop by. Like, you can ask us stuff. You need, I know you need help and you can blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, well, I guess I'll tell you, like, this what's been going on at work. And, you know, I know I told y'all that I was dating. Uh, not really anymore. Blah, blah, blah. This nigga basically ain't shit. Uh <laughs> And, like, I, that's what I, like, I always try to avoid is having to tell my parents that, like, I fucking failed with this person that I was trying to date. Like, because all they see is failure on my end. It's just like, well, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? What are you saying? How are you acting? What you, you know, <laughs> it's never what happened overall. Cause you're you're theirs. I'm their child, so they're trying to figure out where I'm fucking up. To reason why I can't get a nigga or keep a nigga. It's never what are these niggas doing. Also, <laughs> right. But I mean, I guess, I guess that makes sense though. Also, because I mean, you are the only person they do know in the situation. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> like, let me fully analyze this based on the one person in front of me. Exactly. <laughs> so what you doing wrong? Mm -hmm. <laughs> My parents don't even do that. Like. I don't know. My like you know who I get the most pressure to bring a girl home? My, My fucking sister? nephews. Oh. My nephews be like they're like I was talking about some girl the other day 
And then Noah was just like, oh, so you're dating somebody. Like, nigga, you are 11 years old. Like, but he got a girlfriend now <laughs> that if you say her name, if you say Lily, he just like, he just starts giggling. And he runs away. I'm like, man, this nigga is all the way in love. Sprung. Like, you say her name, he starts smiling. That's, oh, that's cute. It is cute. It, it makes me nervous though like as they get older because that first heartbreak that heartbreak up, yeah bro and i feel like i was gonna die <laughs> <laughs> oh man that first one be the worst yeah. honestly none of them are good N- none of them really get any better i think you just learn how to fucking like deal with your shit in silence i think because i have not been good after any of these (laughs) like i'm always i always come out a little bit more not damaged but um touched (laughs) than i would like to be from these situations i um like it's never just like man whatever and move on. Like, I, I wish I had that. Though. I wish I could be that person so fucking bad. Like, I wish I could be the bitch that is just like can easily drop a nigga and like go on about her life and move on to the next nigga and be able to like flaunt her new nigga in front of her old nigga who wasn't acting right. Like, I wish I could be that person, but I'm never that person. I am like, I'm just not one of those bad bitches. I know. Like, I'm. A- I'm a bad bitch in theory, <laughs> but in practicality, I'm a bad I'm, bitch on paper. <laughs> a paper bad bitch. <laughs> I'm a bad bitch on Snapchat. That's it. Only on camera. <laughs> Only on camera. Not emotionally. I'm not an emotional bad bitch. I wish I was. Yeah. I wish I could just be like, man, fuck that bitch. But then do you really? Because if you're able to just like drop people that easily, is that healthy? At times it can be. Well, I mean, yeah, when they're not good for you, but uh, if you could just drop people and move on like immediately, is that? Are you really processing anything? Is that good? I don't know. You I can, wouldn't know. You can right? <laughs> yeah, you asking me? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I wouldn't know, nigga. We the same fucking person. <laughs> help somebody! Help. Uh, if you have advice, give us a <laughs> drop us a line. I do wish we could make phone a fuck a fuck boy a segment because I call that fuck boy up. <laughs> Yo, bro, <laughs> hear some shit in the streets. <laughs> right. What? Is, so, what do you niggas do when? <laughs> like, so, all right, I got a question for you. How do I tug my feelings out of this situation, bro? I've been trying to figure that shit out for thirty fucking years. I'm just, I'm too, I'm too emotional of a person. I'm too passionate i'm too heartfelt i can't i just can't it's like i've man i've been been in mental boot camp for the last two months <laughs> like I, well that's that's it's part of the process like you're not gonna get to this person until you have gotten deeper into this process and if truly fi- you're still figuring it out so am i but yeah i mean it's i mean it's a, yeah it's it's 
it's a mixture of other things also of me trying to learn this in the middle of what feels like chaos and what feels like repeating things from other traumatic moments of my adulthood and childhood and actively trying to distance myself from those and process it at the same time. Instead of just getting drunk and being like, well, fuck it. Mm. I'll just become future. <laughs> Why? The, man, the thoughts of a madman. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I'm not going to process anything. Just fuck it. I'm just going to go do all the sh- fuck boy shit that I actively suppress. But I don't actively suppress it because it's not me. <laughs> it's like, man, I don't know. Like, I felt like I felt like I met people that I can be myself with and that shit doesn't work out. So why fucking try? Those are just work the right people. But why? <laughs> That's what I don't fucking get. Because <laughs> everybody ain't for everybody. I understand that. It is crazy, but it's just like that's the mental block. Be like, so I don't know what the fuck I want. Like, you get what I'm saying? It's like, I don't know. It's like you meet these people with check, like the checklist things, and then you're just like, no, checklist doesn't fucking exist. Doesn't fucking matter. I don't fucking know what's going on. And then you just lose your fucking mind for a month. Mm. But I don't know. I'll be okay. Man, I ain't gonna be able to use none of this shit because I'm found, I sound like a fucking madman. <laughs> uh, how crazy do I sound right now? Um, I mean, you don't sound crazy to me because I understand. <laughs> you're right you're, there with me. Where you're coming from. But to somebody else, I'll probably sound fucking nutty. Not really. It's just like your inner thoughts are coming out. It's not. I think I also I have. Think a- everybody thinks about themselves in this way on some level about something in their life i i'm always nervous of because i'm such a guarded person of people hearing my thoughts because there's darkness sometimes in those thoughts yeah and i don't want everybody to hear the complete darkness because you'd be like wow i'm concerned about this person (laughs) without darkness there can be no light It's just man. It's just real. It ain't even necessarily gotta be dark. It's just real. Yeah. It's your reality. This is true. Wow. (laughs) I was not planning on this today. (laughs) Do we just have a a therapy session? Was I the therapist for like two minutes? Yeah, I did talk a lot too. We both talked a lot. <laughs> I mean, that's what the what that's what this shit is for. <laughs> but that's it's, what we here for. To but talk. You know, sometimes I I don't know what it is, but sometimes I forget that it's almost like that we here to talk. Yeah, but it's like it's just it just happens, and then like I look over like hey, I have been talking a whole bunch, and I've got I've gone deep. No, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, but. Like going back to it, that's men aren't socialized to do that. Yeah, especially in the presence of other women. 
well, um, presence of women. Even though I don't, yeah, kind of, you're a woman, but I kind of like, <laughs> you're like the homie. I say this all the time and nobody believes me. I just be like, bro, I am literally one of the niggas. Because we be saying. be like, nah, women always say that. I'm like, nah. Like, because we be saying foul ass shit in front of you. Just be like, fuck it. I am one of the niggas. But. In multiple friend groups. Which is cool. I don't care. I like that. Do you. Do you think that that's possibly why you're harder on yourself about meeting these fuck boys? Because you. You know, fuck boys. I, my, almost all my friends are fuck boys. No, I think I'm harder. I'm hard on myself about it because I know that I'm better than that. And I know, I know that I deserve better. But for some reason, I always allow these fucked up things to happen to me. And. I mean, I know the reason. The reason is ultimately because I want love, but I'm accepting it in the wrong in the wrong manner or I'm doing these extreme things to get it and then like still not getting it. Like I think that's what really upsets me. It's just like you are smarter than this. You you know that you're smarter than this. You know that you're better than this. And I don't I don't ever want to look at him in his face and be like, I'm better than you or I'm too good for you. I don't, I'm never that person. I've never been that person. But uh, you know, though. With this particular situation, yeah. I can definitely like look myself in the face and be like, you are so much better than this nigga. Yeah. So uh, that's what makes me angry. It's just like, why? Like, why did you even. Why did you even put so much time into it and so much? Why did you? But I think that's also what, like, as one of your guy friends, I think that's the kind of thing that I wonder too. And I'm like, do you not see how this dude is? No, you can't see it when you're right there in it, like in the thick of it. You you can't. It's because I couldn't. But also, it's because those type of guys are good at disguising that yeah and like i said also um i just had that one stint of like good shit we had was like what i was holding on to it's like i know you're not really this terrible person because you were this really good person for this amount of time but both could be true yeah that's the other part of it like it's not necessarily the um he changed. He probably was already always that person. Yeah. It's just you didn't know him before, so I mean, how would you know that? Yeah. But it's it's fucked up. But I don't know. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> uh, Isn't it always? But yeah, I don't. But yeah, no, I don't, I don't. But I mean, also I have to watch like, because like in the past I have admitted that I had a crush on you. So I have to watch like how I say yeah. stuff. You don't want to come off as like, like a hater. Jealous. Right. Yeah. And it's, I'm, I'll be honest. it has been times I'm jealous. I've been jealous, but. <laughs> yeah. I don't, the, I don't get that. I don't sense that. Cause I, but I also go out of the way to try to make sure that I'm being real with you. And I don't want it to feel like 
ever that I'm trying to. I can't just be like, yo, the nigga's a fuck boy. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I, I felt that from last couple of months. Yeah. But how do you. That's the only difference in uh, a situation when you can be honest with yourself. Like when you're just like, okay, <laughs> let me process this emotion. Or am I just going to be like, I don't know. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's life. But uh, at least we trying. We are actively trying. I think that's what matters. <laughs> not trying to, not trying to blame anybody for my dumb shit. Just have to realize where you're fucked up and go from there if you care. Yeah. Also, I mean, you gotta start listening to these episodes. <laughs> Can't do it. <laughs> I listen to the rough draft and I'm like, all right. <laughs> the feels. Done. But it's just like when you said that day when you're like, sometimes when you just say stuff out loud, you're like, this sounds kind of weird. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I use it. Be like, yeah, I'm fucked up. Well, I'm just editing this shit. I'm like, I'm a fucked up person. I mean, yeah, I do that when I listen to the rough draft. But I'm, I can't, like, I can't, I can't. Some, not, some of these episodes cannot be ingested more right. than once. Speaking of which, I think we need to start uh, being more active in some of the words, not cursing or nothing, but like some of the things we talk about, we might need to start doing like trigger warnings. Mm, yeah. Because, yeah. True. Because <laughs> I listened to one episode. Yeah, I did drop a casual like uh, reference to suicide. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that is intense. Especially if you're listening for the first time, you're like, damn, these niggas. <laughs> These niggas do not care. <laughs> like, what the fuck are these niggas talking about? Yeah, shit. This whole episode is a trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> if you are going through a, a, a difficult emotional time, this may not be the episode for you. <laughs> trigger warning. That's the episode title. Trigger warning. If you're reading this, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Curvy Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday. <laughs>